Welcome to In Focus, a discussion of current issues affecting our economy, featuring a review of the latest research and analysis from the Washington Research Council. My name is Chris Schoblum. I'm Vice President for Research and Economist at the Washington Research Council. And with me today is Emily Makings, Senior Research Analyst at the Council. So, Emily, you did a blog post today on uh, what's been happening at the ports. Yes, yet another blog post on the ports. The Puget Sound Business Journal had a good article about what's going on still, and they they noted that the biggest East Coast ports had 10.2% more growth than the biggest West Coast ports in the fourth quarter of 2014, compared to a, only one, a 1.6% difference from the year before. So it seems clear that the slowdown has really affected traffic through our ports and moved it to our competitors on the other side of the country or to Canada or or through the Panama Canal as well. And this kind of goes back to something that the U.S. Labor Secretary had said about how a good location, which Washington has uh, compared to the Asian market, doesn't Trump having a bad reputation, which it seems like we might be getting. Yes, yes. It's sort of good news for the U.S. that when we screw things up here, uh, there are alternatives available that uh, that mitigate the pain for them. But uh, for us in the long run, it just goes to prove that uh, we are in a competitive market. Yes, absolutely. Very good. So, so I did a blog post today, a very short one, but an interesting chart um, showing what's been happening with unemployment insurance claims in the in the state. Um, we really, by this measure, seem to be pretty close to fully recovered from the uh, the Great Recession. We're down at at levels were last that were last seen in uh, 2006 and 2007 with claims um, on a per week basis. For the most recent reported week, there were only 6,472 claims. Um, If you go and and do the four-week moving averages, which which we usually do to to, um, smooth out some of the fluctuations, it was 7,667 claims. And that was a significant uh, decrease from what we had in the corresponding period last year when it was 9,127. So we seem to be doing pretty well on that. Um, it bears watching, but uh, it's good news. Yes, it seems like very good news if we're back to 06 levels. Yes. In terms of the claims, you know, there still are problems with the, with the local economy, and, and people are not as mobile as they used to be, so we don't get the flow of, of new workers in that we might have seen at uh, comparable points in previous recoveries. Uh, but at least in terms of the people who are here, um, they seem to be holding on to jobs very nicely. Good news. Or if they, if they lose a job, they're able to find one before they yeah. have to claim for unemployment, <laughs> which is even better news. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what else have you been uh, noticing? There was a story I loved from the Seattle Times on the craft distillery industry in Washington. A new market, I guess I would say, is emerging on single malt whiskey in Washington State, which apparently has... I mean, it seems obvious now, but apparently it was nobody had considered that we have a very similar climate to Scotland. And so now this um, there's kind of a race to get to a good single malt Scot or single malt whiskey, I guess you'd say, from Washington State. 
And this all came about because prior to 2008, it had been very expensive and time-consuming to get a license to open a distillery here. The legislature changed the law, so craft distilleries popped up. And although the 2012 privatization may have created some challenges for these craft distillers in that there, it's a little bit more legwork to get on the shelves of the big stores than it was to get on the shelves of the, the state-run liquor stores. But it seems like they're doing it great, and they're finding ways to get onto the shelves, and single malt whiskey might be one of them. Yeah, and, and you would think that if, it, if there really is an advantage that we have for producing um, these, uh, this, this liquor, then the, ma- the market that uh, ultimately these folks will be going after is a national market. Exactly. Which is right. different from the, the previous craft distillers. I think mostly were looking just to serve lo- local customers and right. uh, appeal to the, the desire for folks to consume yeah. locally. Well, and it could be even international. I mean, our wines are internationally recognized as being excellent, so yes. you can see that happening as well. Very good. And then so one, one last thing that I would wanted to talk about uh, is from the news today. Um, we had uh, the monthly report on personal income and consumption from the uh, uh, Bureau of Economic Analysis. These are national numbers. Overall, they showed uh, that consumer spending for the month, a monthly number, was actually down a half a percent. Um, However, when you take out the effects of, of inflation, uh, things were at, the, the consumption shows uh, being up three-tenths of a percent. Uh, now, how, how would that happen? Well, the fall in consumption uh, was largely due to um, decreased uh, expenditures for gasoline and heating oil. The prices have collapsed on those, and so the physical quantities being purchased didn't go down, but the dollar amount of them amount did. Um, and, and then if you looked at uh, disposable personal income, we're showing uh, income up uh, four-tenths of a percent in current dollars. But when, they, when you adjusted for inflation, uh, the, the increase was actually nine-tenths of a percent, so very big. Hmm. Uh, so all of all, that's, that's, I think, basically been positive news for consumers. Uh, and, and what I was most interested in uh, in this report were, were the inflation numbers. Um, the inflation numbers looked at year over year. That's comparing um, February of this year to February of last year. Uh, consumer prices measured by the uh, by the Bureau of Economic Analysis measure were up two tenths of a percent. When you strip out the uh, volatile food and energy, the number was one point three percent. And what's important about that is it's the that core number, the the, the 1.3 percent, is the number that the Fed looks at uh, for inflation, and you know they have a target level of inflation of about two percent. So we've got inflation coming in significantly below that, which means they have a lot of room to hold interest rates down. Some talk that interest rates will be going up at some point this year, but with that much of a, of a margin on the inflation target, um, it's unlikely they're going to be very aggressive putting, pushing short-term rates up in the near future. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so this has been Chris Shoblum uh, and Emily Makings from the Washington Research Council. Thank you for joining us. In Focus is a production of the Washington Research Council. 
dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. Your tax-deductible investment allows our work to continue. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.